Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to the Think Podcast. I really hope that this episode is going to be a blessing to you. And you know, there's a way that you can be a blessing to us as well. On your Apple Podcasts app, go ahead and give us an honest five-star rating and write us a short review. That'll help commend us to other potential listeners and help us fulfill our mission of getting believers equipped with knowledge, engaged in conversation with non-believers, and encouraged to know, share, and defend their faith. Thanks so much, guys. That's a huge help. And now, on with the show. Welcome to this episode of the Think Podcast. And in this episode, we are continuing the practice of taking articles from my personal blog that were rather successful, that got a lot of interest, that got a lot of activity, and we're taking the content and converting it over from the printed word into an audio format along with the printed article. And this is all going to go, the audio is going to go into the podcast and then the printed article is going to be transferred over, or I should say copied over onto the Think the Think Institute website, truthinconversation.com. And the whole goal here is to reintroduce this content to a new audience, but uh, also to those who maybe don't have time or don't have the inclination to sit down and read an article, but who might be blessed by the information and the equipping or uh, the stories that are contained within it. So in this episode, I'm taking an article called Ends, Means, and Evangelism from my personal blog, setacase.wordpress.com, and moving it over to the podcast and to the Think Institute website. And in this article, I talk about my family's current situation with my son's health issue, health crisis, for lack of a better term. And I talk about why I think I can see the Lord using our situation for his glory and ultimately for our good. Now, In this episode, I'm not going to directly get into the problem of evil, as it's sometimes called. I've addressed that in another uh, episode, but I am going to get into a little bit of a theological approach and to try to put my family's circumstances under the theological microscope and say, here's what I think God might be doing in our scenario, in our situation, that he's allowed us to enter into, in this, into this trial. So check it out, listen to it. And you know what? If you want to send any comments or questions my way, go ahead and send me an email at thethink.institute at gmail.com. And I'll look forward to getting your comments. All those go directly to my personal email. um, And I do my best to respond to those when I get them. So thanks for listening. I do hope that this episode will be a blessing to you and maybe even give you some encouragement and some equipping to be able to talk about some of the trials and tribulations in your own life. Or if nothing else, you can at least know that there's a brother in Christ or if you're not yet a follower of Jesus Christ, that there's a Christian out there who is viewing uh, 
his trials and his family's tribulations and hardships in this way. And hopefully that'll encourage you to trust in Jesus and, and trust in God more in your own trials. Not because we are such paragons of um, faith and virtue, but because we serve a great God. And if he can give us grace and he can give us faith and he can make us persevere, well, he can do the same thing for you. Ends, means, and evangelism. Originally posted on March 2nd, 2019 at com. My son has been in the hospital for over two weeks now. Parenthetical note, it's now been over six months at the time of this recording. My wife posts updates on her blog but I have not written much about him outside of social media. However, as Lucas has been hospitalized, I've been doing a lot of thinking about God's sovereignty, and I wanted to share my thoughts. Specifically, I want to talk about how I think the Lord is using my son's health crisis to accomplish his mission for our family. What does it mean that God is sovereign? When believers say that God is sovereign, we are saying that God is completely free in his ability to act in every area over which he has authority, which is to say all of creation. One of the entailments of God being sovereign is that he has not only the authority to plan and declare intended outcomes, but also the ability and power to make those outcomes happen. This is true on the cosmic scale. He determines the number of stars. He gives to all of them their names. Psalm 147, verse 4. But it is also true at the personal level. The circumstances of each person's life have been predestined in advance by God. Psalm 139, verse 16 says, Each person's days were written in God's book before they ever happened. This truth, that God exercises sovereign control over human lives, is wondrously seen in the way that he brings saving people into relationship with himself. The Bible teaches that Apart from a powerful work of God's grace on an individual's mind, no one would ever naturally turn from his sin and love God. Romans 8, 6-8 Therefore, everyone who is justified, forgiven, and declared to be righteous before God is done so not by his own power, but by God's. Romans chapter 4, verse 5. Again, God is sovereign, and we see the beauty of his sovereignty in the way he forgives sinful people and gives us new life in Jesus. God's sovereignty over the ends and the means. So then, 
Does God know whom he will justify, whom he will save? Yes, he does. In fact, he has already pre-planned ahead of time, determining in advance to save his people. Not one sinner upon whom God has set his sovereign sights will be left out of God's saving plan. Because of the intricacies of God's plan, which involves every detail of his spiritual, natural, and human creation, in order to effect his desired outcomes, he must also exercise sovereign control over every detail leading up to those outcomes. As apologist James R. White and others have stated, God ordains the ends as well as the means. When it comes to his plan to save his chosen people, God has included as means the prayers and proclamation of his word on the part of believers. If you have become a Christian, that probably happened through someone teaching you the gospel at some point. Someone was also likely praying for the gospel to take root in your heart and mind. And God heard those prayers and granted you repentance and faith. In sending that person to you and answering those prayers, God was working out what he had determined in advance to do. He was accomplishing his intended ends through the use of his intended means. So, what does God's sovereignty have to do with Lucas's stay in the hospital? In September 2018, Elisa and I were commissioned by crew as missionaries to carry out crew's mission of winning, building, and sending disciples of Jesus. As we have worked to develop our new ministry, we have specifically committed ourselves to the mission of equipping believers with knowledge, engaging them in conversation with non-believers, and encouraging them to share and defend their faith. We want to communicate the gospel to non-believers ourselves, and we want to empower Christians to do the same. We have been praying for the Lord to bless our ministry. We believe getting the gospel out to hundreds and thousands of people is one of the ends God has intended for our life. We also prayerfully believe that he will use our work to bring many sinners to repentance and faith. What we most certainly did not expect were the means by which God was going to do this. What do I mean? What I mean is that the Lord is using our time here in the hospital to encourage Christians and to evangelize non-Christians. Elisa and I have had opportunities to share the gospel with nurses and parents of other patients. Elisa's blog is getting thousands of views, and she is sharing the gospel in every post. Literally, thousands of people are reading our updates on the blog 
and in our Facebook group, Pray for Superhero Lucas. And they're hearing about Jesus Christ through our family's pain and suffering. Does this mean that we want to go through this? From a human perspective, of course not. However, this is what we take wonderful comfort in. We know that whatever happens here at the hospital, and of course, we are praying hard for a complete and timely recovery of our little guy, that our sovereign God is watching over us. Psalm 121, verse 5. He's walking with us. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. And he's working out every detail of our lives for his glory and our good. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We do not have full insight into God's plan as to why he has allowed us to enter into this trial. However, we are not afraid. Rather, we are bold as lions. Proverbs 28, verse 1. Because we know whom we have believed. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. So we pray that God's word would prove true, that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Acts chapter 14, verse 22. And that by the means of our tribulations, our sovereign God would accomplish his ends of saving many souls. If you want to keep up with our family and our ministry, follow prayforlucas.wordpress.com. That's Lucas with a K. Or follow the hashtag prayforlucas on Facebook. Again, that's Lucas with a K. You can also join our Facebook group, I mean our Facebook page, Pray for Superhero Lucas. And if you feel so inclined, you can partner with our family's mission prayerfully and, should the Lord lead you, financially as a partner with us by visiting give.crew.org slash 1018841. This blogcast has been a production of the Think Institute. Follow the Think Institute by going to truthinconversation.com or you can follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at ThinkInst. On Facebook and Instagram, we are at The Think Institute. My name is Joel Sedecase. This is The Think Podcast. And I hope it made you think. <laughs>